Everyone happy about that? <laughs> May not use them straight away. I'll see how I go. I've got a good arm extension that someone gave me for my 40th birthday, so I might, might give that a go, and if that fails, I'll go for these ones. Well, thank you for the honour to um, share the word. I just want to bring glory to God, so I'm going to just, um, if we could all just bow our heads and pray. So Jesus, I just thank you for all that you've done for us. I thank you for your victory on the cross that you chose to lay your life down for us and uh, rise again. You so desperately wanted us to live in victory that you chose to lay your life down. And we just thank you for that. We thank you that you chose it and that you were thinking of us as you did it. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen? Excellent. So, Romans 5.8. I'm wondering if we could start with that. But Christ proved God's passionate love for us by dying in our place while we were still lost and ungodly. It always amazes me when I think about someone choosing to lay their life down for me 2,000 odd years ago, they knew that I would actually need a saviour. Jesus, when he went to the cross, he knew that you would need a saviour, John. He knew that you wouldn't be able to do what you're doing now without a saviour. Isn't that amazing? He knew that all the stuff that you've gone through in your life, you needed someone to hang on to, an anchor, something that would give you wisdom you needed supernatural power to do what you've done. And that's come from Jesus. Amen? Yeah. Didn't come from Buddha. Yeah. He just got fat and died. <laughs> Same with Muhammad. Same with all the thousands of gods that the Hindus believe. There's only one way, and that's Jesus. He's the only one that came and died and rose again and defeated death and defeated sin. Amen? Even it's been prophesied in the Old Testament many times, but Isaiah 53, 5, if we could have that up. I could just read it. Oh, here we go. But he was pierced for our rebellion. I mean, this was written way before Jesus turned up. He was crushed for our sins. He was beaten so we could be made whole. He was whipped so we could be healed. Another version says, by his stripes we are healed. When you stand on the word of God and the truth of the Bible, it's amazing when you actually have a revelation that this stuff, these aren't just words, these are power. These are actually living words. It's not just a history book. When I was a kid, I just thought it was a boring old history book. I had no understanding of it at all. But these words, I've said these words over myself. By the stripes of Jesus, I am healed. I, I, I had a really bad report oh, about two months ago with my um, red blood cells. Really bad. They said they were very low and they, wanted, you know, they had to do extra tests and they wanted me to go to the specialist and so forth. But my doctor said, I just knew in my heart that I'd be all right. And um, you know, I believe God when he says, by his stripes I am healed. Call me crazy, but I believe it. And so... My doctor said, look, before I take you down to the, um, send you down to the Nepean hospital, to the cancer ward, we'll do one more blood test. And um, so we did that one more blood test and my bloods were fine suddenly. Praise God. Okay. Amen. And so there is power in the name of Jesus. There's power in the word of God. And, and it's, it's one thing to read it as a book, but it comes alive. You know, when, when I... Uh, over my years of 26 years of, of knowing Jesus, 
quite often I, I don't know what to pray for, I don't know what he wants to speak to me about. So I just open the Bible up, normally I'll, I might do an Old Testament, I might do a Psalm, I might do a Proverb, then I'll do something in the New Testament. And I just keep reading till God speaks to me. And there's something about doing that, that you get this Rima word, you get this word of season for your life. It's not just a history book, he speaks to me about it. my circumstances and some of the Bible was written how many years ago? Many, many, many years ago. And yet it speaks to me now and gives me life in my life right now. It gives me wisdom for my family right now. Isn't that amazing? Thank you, Jesus. Jesus did this all for us. It, it amazes me that he was thinking of us when he was carrying that cross. So how do we overcome the enemy that is trying to destroy us? If we go to Revelations 12, 11, it says... They conquered him completely through the blood of the Lamb. The blood of the Lamb, that's the blood of Jesus and the powerful word of his testimony. We'll just stop there. The powerful word of his testimony. Your, your, your testimony is so powerful and it, and it brings life to people because it's actually almost an extension of the book of Acts, the Acts of God and, and what he's actually done since the word was written. And um, I wanted to share a little bit of my testimony because not many of you know me if that's okay. I'll try not to make it too boring. I hope you don't fall asleep on me, all right? So I was, I was brought up in a, a very traditional Christian family, Baptist, um, went to a Christian school, um, which were very um, old covenant mindset. You know, they, they actually put me off God. They had this sort of mindset of, ah, God sees what you're going to do and he's going to punish you. He sees everything you're going to do and he's going to punish you. And, and I used to think, oh my goodness, I'm going to keep him busy then, you know. Like if that's all he's got to do, I'm going to keep him real busy, you know, because I don't want to be like you. Because I saw my, the, my teachers and they were so boring. Sorry, teachers, some of you are amazing. But the ones I had back then, they were so full of law and no love. And yet the God I've, I know, he loves me and... and when I fall, he, he doesn't go, I saw that, I'm going to kick you for that. He actually picks me up and says, man, I've got a better way for you. I love you so much. Come walk with me. I can show you some amazing stuff. And he has showed me so much amazing stuff over my life. You know, I, I was the youngest of eight. Then my parents bought a uh, TV and that was the end of that. And uh, so, yeah, eight kids. My mum just said all I did was add a bit of extra water to the soup to feed you all, and we all got by. Um, I rebelled from, you know, the church, the God thing, because I just didn't have a revelation of who Jesus was. It did not make any sense to me. It was boring. I was sitting in church, and I thought, oh, my goodness, why do people listen? Why do people turn up every to listen to, you know, Old Testament nonsense? That's what I thought. So I chased the party life and um, had plenty of people that wanted to do that with me and it nearly destroyed me. Um, the more I did it, the more empty I felt and the more down I felt. Um, some of you probably know what I'm talking about. You know, I was the life of the party and I got to a point in my life where I was probably that close to death in so many ways. And Jesus came 
And I was in a meeting just like this. And I remember one of my friends who got, who got saved, and we used to be crazy party animals together, and he nagged me for about six months. He said, Peter, you've got to come to church. And I said, mate, you're kidding me. I said, I grew up with that nonsense. Why would I want to go to church? And he goes, no, it's different. I've been praying for you to find a place where you would know the truth and know the true Jesus. And to kind of shut him up a little bit, because he kept nagging me, and he was a good mate, I turned up. I turned up to a church, a Hawkesbury church, just down the road. And a pastor back then, I sat right up the back, meeting just like this. I thought, yep, attitude on me, you know. Been here, bought the T-shirt sort of mindset. And everything he spoke started hitting me in the heart. He's going, you weren't put on this earth to be alone. You need someone to help you through all the stuff. Pretty crazy. And every word he said just kept hitting me in the heart. Before I know it, I'm going, get away from me. (laughs) You know? I'm a bloke, I don't cry. And I'm trying to hide my tears and my mate's going, looking at me going, "Ah, you're getting got. And um, I remember the preacher, um, uh, he was a guy from the UK and he just spoke about these arrows coming in. Every time he said arrow, it was like the word of God was hitting me in the heart and I was like, every time. And um, Sam DeMauro, does anyone know Pastor Sam DeMauro? He came, he, he, he did an altar call at the end. He said, anyone, there's people here that need Jesus. You need to get up here. And I was like, yeah, I'm not doing that. And my legs started going. <laughs> I'm like, stop it. But it was almost like I had no control. It was like God, God knew it was my turn. It was my time. And I, I got up the front and he just took one look at me. And he said, in the name of Jesus, spirit of bondage, get off him. And it was like I was carrying this big sack of potatoes, the old ones on the Hessian bags, about 40 kilos, and it just lifted off me. And I was like, whoa, I didn't even know I was carrying that till it was gone. Incredible, eh? You don't, just don't know. I didn't even give my life to Jesus yet. And he, he just took that off me and he said, you, want, you need to give your life to Christ. And I said, oh, I think I do. <laughs> and I haven't looked back. Amen. Amen. He is so good to me. He is so good to me. And he has been so good to me ever since. Um, so I want to encourage you in that. I was wondering um, if I could get a volunteer, someone that's reasonably strong, that's, you know, young, maybe Diane. Would you like to come up? Would you like to come up? Come on, Diane. Just give me a moment while I set up a couple of little things. This is sponsored by Dietrack Ratbait. <laughs> How good's that? So, in our walk, like before we know Jesus, um, the world just starts. Well, for me, I'll talk from my behalf. What happened for me is, I just, I, I actually chose to walk away from the things of God. 
I actually chose, my parents said, hey, go this way, and I went, yeah, that's boring. I want to go this way. This is the party life. This is fun. I assumed that walking with God was the boring life. Only now do I realise that's the best life by a mile. And what happened to me, it says I was walking along, the world just started putting weights on me. Might have been a bit of sin there, a bit of shame. <sighs> you know, the years go by, you get to feel a bit guilty. And you don't even realise you're carrying the weight because you get used to it. You know something's holding you back and you know, you know your joy's not there, so you try other things, but that just leads to more bondage. That was never God's intention. And then after a while, because, you know, for me, I chose bad relationships and then, you know, I hurt people, they hurt me and I can't, had, had unforgiveness in my life, you know. I don't know if I'll go with any more weights. The wonderful thing is, is God never designed us. In fact, I'll pretend I put another one in. Trauma, boom. Okay? Suddenly, who hasn't experienced trauma in this life? I'm sure most of us have it in different ways. Suddenly, we're carrying all this stuff. I'll get you to put it down so you don't fall over for a moment. We're not designed to carry all this stuff on our own. In fact, we were never designed to carry any of this stuff. In fact, in, when, when God created the heavens and the earth and we were in the Garden of Eden, he was with us, wasn't he? And yet we chose to sin many years ago and, and the fallout of that is we actually chose to live our own life. The issue with that is we end up carrying weights that God never intended us to. What happens is we end up becoming depressed. We actually might start ending up drinking because of the pain of the trauma, the hurt. We end, might end up on drugs. Who knows? They're false comforts, aren't they? Yet because of what Jesus done, and he, when he died and rose again, he went to the Father, but he brought us a helper, which is the Holy Spirit. Amen? And the Holy Spirit empowers us to let go of this stuff, doesn't he? Unforgiveness. How can you forgive someone on your own strength? Absolutely impossible. I've tried. I've tried. All right? It's impossible. I, when someone hurts me, and we've had, man, we've been in business so long and we've done ministry for so long, we've, we've had plenty of knives in our back. And I just say, God, forgive them, forgive them, forgive them. Every time I think of them, instead of wanting to kill them, I go, forgive them, God. <laughs> Is it all right to be real today? Amen. Yeah. Okay. And what happens is with the power of the Holy Spirit, because of what Jesus did on the cross, we can have the victory over this stuff. We don't have to carry this stuff anymore. Amen. Isn't that good news? Should I go with my notes now? I don't know. Amen. <laughs> Hang on, I haven't released you yet. So, if I can get you to pick that up again. So as you walk around trying to pick that up, it's hard work, isn't it? When you have Jesus in your heart, 
when stuff goes, because who knows, as soon as you give your life to Jesus doesn't mean everything's rosy, does it? In fact, we still go through some tough stuff, but we become co-partners with him. Is this easier or what? And he lifts that up with us. And in fact, most of the time, he actually just takes it right off us, doesn't he? He just takes it right off us. He, we may have to bear these things for a little while, but quite often, he just takes them right off us and goes, you know what? You are free. You are free. Amen? Okay. Thank you, Diane. Well done. wonder if she'll forgive me. Be free, Diane. Forgive me, please. I hope I didn't embarrass you. Amen. How good is that? That is the good news of the cross, is that Jesus is with us. He's for us. He's not, ag not against us. He will never leave us or forsake us. He's so motivated for love for each one of us that he wants us to live free. He doesn't want us to carry anything that, that God never intended for us. Don't try and pick this stuff up when you get saved. Don't try and pick it up again. Don't try and compete with the Kardashians. All right? What a burden that would be. Okay? Be free. We were born to be free, and God's called us to live free. I know when my father passed away years ago, he was, he was born again, spirit-filled, awesome man of God. And I remember 10 years before that, Donna and I actually got this call to go to Nepean Hospital. And um, pretty crazy. Um, he'd had a heart problem. And um, I got this call off my sister and most of my family are all medical people. And they said, you've got to get down to Nepean. Dad's not good. And I'm like, oh, no. You know? So I'd, I'd, we drive down from the Blue Mountains. And um, on the way, I'm thinking, God, is this saying goodbye to my dad? Or is this speaking a word of life to him where he is? And um, I, felt, I felt the verse come up that he'll renew our strength like the youth and we'll soar like eagles for him. Okay? And I thought, well, that's it. That's the word. And so I, I went in there and, and everyone's somber. Like my family, my, we should have been Italian. Ula, vula, sula, tula. Oh, no, that's Greek, isn't it? Um, there was all of them there, right? And they're all somber. They're like, oh, go and say goodbye to him. And I walked in there and my dad's heart's going like this. Um, some sort of electrical fault or something in his heart and it was going like 250 beats a minute and he was starting to go blue. And I said, I said, Dad, it's not your time. And he said, you're right. And so Donna and I just laid our hands on him and prayed and we said, in Jesus' name, we speak to this heart and we say, work properly how you're called to work. And it was quite emotional. And... Um, and all the medical people in emergency were waiting to actually give him a shock to try and shock it back. But because he'd had heart problems before, they were scared to do it. And, um, and so they said, you've got to go now, you've got to go. And so we left. And um, five minutes later, they called us all in. They said, he's fine. <laughs> we, walked, we walked back. I, I kid you not. We walked out. And um, as soon as we walked out, his heart went back to normal before they shocked it. He was, we, we walk in, he's sitting up having a cup of tea, talking to the nurses about Jesus. <laughs> All right? Amen? Amen. How good is that? That's the God we worship. He's not dead, he's alive. Amen? He is alive and he has set me free. I hope he sets you guys free. Amen? He wants you to live free. He doesn't want you to be carrying all this stuff of the world. How, how painful. 
How difficult was that for you, Diane? Yeah. Love your work. Thank you, Jesus. When he died, I knew it was his time. And I knew where he was going. And that made the difference. You know, that made the difference. Amen. And I know I'll get to see him again because he made a decision. And I hope you can make that decision sometime if you haven't already. Amen. So, I'm wondering if we could go to Matthew 11:28. Wondering if the band could join us. Are you weary carrying a heavy burden? Come to me. I will refresh your life. For I am your oasis. How good does that sound? It's the truth, though. Thank you, Jesus. Simply join your life with mine. Learn my ways, and you'll discover that I am gentle. Didn't sound like the God I heard about at school. Humble. Thank you, Jesus. Easy to please. You will find refreshment and rest in me. For all that I require of you will be pleasant and easy to bear. That's pretty good, isn't it? That's the God I know. That's the God I, I met about 26 years ago. He has set me free. And every year I learn something about his character and how he sees me that sets me free even more. Amen. How good is that? Thank you, Jesus. One of our, one of our friend's sons, he's learning... Um, to be a journalist and he got the uh, what's the best word to say it he got to go to Buck Buckingham Palace and which is a privilege right and in his video he said hey guys the king is in that room the king is in that room well I've got news for you the King of kings and Lord of lords is in this room and he can be in your room, okay? It doesn't cost you a cent. It doesn't cost you a cent. So I'm just going to pray and I'm going to finish on that thought. So Jesus, I just thank you for all you did for us on the cross. I thank you for everyone that's here that chose to come out on a Sunday night, Lord God. I pray that they can be free in Christ Jesus. I pray that they will experience your love at a new level and that any lies that they believe about themselves or about you, God, will be broken tonight. In Jesus' mighty name, amen.